SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. It's the Friday edition of the program, which means we've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to. We've got not one, not two, but three. We've got a triple header tonight of MLS action. We're back uh, in Abu Dhabi, UFC Fight Island. We're back on the planet uh, Mick Aussie land a little bit later on. <laughs> We're uh, live from the swamps <laughs> with Mick Aussie. Uh, the raging redhead Cam Stewart, no doubt, has been tracking uh, the memorial all day long. And I know the people have really been enjoying watching the players uh, blow up, as uh, this is exactly what you said Jack wanted. We talked about Jack not liking the modern player. So, you know, he's uh, happy to see some of these heavy hitters uh, blow up a little bit. And while Cam was tracking the memorial, I've been studying and breaking down the MLS triple header because we're hot. This is the first time in a tournament, Cam. We're coming off consecutive wins, buddy. <laughs> we're like the Detroit hey, Tigers on a two-game win streak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's can make we make three it three? I don't hey, know. Like, as now. a betting man, if the Tigers or Orioles win two in a row, it's like they're not sweeping. So it's like almost fade me right now, but I'm feeling it, buddy. 2-0 and in the MLS last night. Hey, I feel great, oh, too. No, and and Akinola scored a goal early in the game. Oh, yeah. Plus 210. Oh, yeah, and uh, craziness. Uh, I got to give our, our boy Carmine, uh, even though he ripped uh, the Quebec uh, with Quebec's it or whatever. <laughs> made made it a little, kind of little political yeah. and personal like, pretty, pretty quickly. Like, there. Hey, hey, Car- hey, Carmine, you know Gabe's from Quebec, like the host of the show? Anyway, we love Carmine. He gave us some winners. Uh, we're happy with that. Yeah, we crushed the MLS board, Gabe. And, uh, yeah, yeah, calls, and not to mention... <laughs> Not to mention, he called the San Jose earthquake San Diego like six times. Yeah, that's about San Diego, San Diego. I'm you like, San, dude, Diego. San Diego doesn't have a team. All right, there's no San Diego. <laughs> he doesn't know what city they're in, but he knows. Like, he, can, he can handicap this stuff. We're definitely going to yeah. get him back on the show next week. He was on fire. It was so cool to hit the goal prop uh, too, uh, plus two ten. There really is profit uh, to be made uh, with the goal props. Take a little uh, edge off, yeah. We got a triple header of action tonight. It's not going to be easy. These are tough matches uh, tonight, and I'm waiting uh, for the the future numbers to be reposted. And it's easy to say now, but I like the Columbus Crew, bro. When they were twenty three to one, I thought they were a dark horse coming into this thing. And we've watched uh, pretty much everybody play two games. We don't need to see the Whitecaps play two games to know they're not winning. So no. everybody else has played. The Columbus Crew are the team to beat. They're the team to beat. Like, you can just tell, like, yeah, these guys are for real. Like, they look like a real soccer team. Everybody else looks like a, a Juco team. Yeah, I'll tell you this, too. They won 2 nothing. That game could have been easily 3 to nothing. 4. The Columbus Crew, well, I watched them against six. Cincinnati. Yeah, it could have been 6. No, I'm, 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 that's, that's taking it lightly. I watched them against Cincinnati. They had, like, 12 shots on net to Cincinnati's. Like, they were pummeling them. And then they finally scored, and then the gates opened. Though this Columbus team is playing with confidence. They have strikers who can finish. I like their team. I like their attitude. I'm with you, Marenzi. We're not going to get that big number. I wish we had attacked it earlier. But I still like Columbus, too. They've been the cream of the crop. And uh, yeah, great performance uh, from uh, RBNY last night. The New York Red Bulls, zero <laughs> shots on goal. 
I don't know how you play soccer for 96 minutes and don't get a single shot on goal. Like, not one. Like, not one. You guys couldn't, like, even direct the ball at the, the freaking net. Yeah, well, whatever. We were we were on the right side. <laughs> we were on the right side of the game. But, yeah, like, not one shot on goal. Uh, so, yeah, we got a triple header uh, tonight. We're going to break it down. We'll try to uh, find some winners. If you're sick of the soccer, well, we've got some NASCAR. We've got UFC. We've got a little AFL. And uh, we're six days away, uh, guys, uh, from the start of the Major League uh, Baseball season as well. Game Time Decisions, our radio uh, now uh, begins. Uh, welcome all to our radio affiliates uh, right now. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down with a Raging Red Cab store. Joey Odessa will join us in about 20 minutes uh, time. We'll talk UFC Fight Island. We've got a championship uh, fight. We'll break down uh, the card uh, with Odessa, one of the best. In the business, Mick Aussie will join us a little bit later on for all you DJs out there that like betting in the late night hours on that AFL uh, football like I do. But, it, man, that's volatile. You think you think betting on MLS is volatile? Try betting on uh, Australian rules of football. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. The Memorial leaderboard is uh, blowing up. A lot of big-time golfers are blowing up uh, right now. But as we speak, Ryan Palmer holds strong, Cam. He had a strong round one. And he continues with another round of strong play. Ryan Palmer and Tony Finau, nine under right now. Yeah, I've been waiting for Finau to break out, Gabe. Uh, you know, he's been one of those guys, very disappointing, but you see him trending in the right direction. Tony Finau, too, uh, he's one of these guys. He pummels the ball. He was hitting it big before anybody, too. So everyone talks about Bryson DeChambeau. Well, Tony Finau can drive the ball 335, 342. He's not worried about length. This problem's a short game. He can crush right it. Right now, he looks, oh, yeah, Tony Finau's a monster. You see the guy's size of his hands? He's like Frankenstein out there. Yeah. He kills the ball. Yeah, he, I'll tell you, here's the thing, and we talked about it. DeChambeau, Gabe, you know how he missed this cut? He took a 10. I repeat, he took a 10 on a par 5. Five there. He was one over inside the cut line. Everything was groovy. He took a 10. Crazy That shot was plus 650. We talked about it, too. Yeah, we did. And Tiger Woods is right I on the I hate myself for not pulling the trigger. I knew, DeChambeau. I talked about it. I'm not even Mr. Golf, and I knew. Oh, yeah, this had, yeah. This had trap written all over it. Tiger was going to implode. We talked about DeChambeau imploding. I didn't even bet him in the top 10 because I was like, nah, 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 nah. He's, he's going to implode uh, this week. So I know you were all over John Robb. John Robb's right there uh, right yeah. now, Cam. Just one shot uh, off the pace. So uh, you're uh, you're in the mix right now. You're in the mix coming around the uh, coming around the turn. If this is a, uh, a horse race uh, going into the uh, the third and the fourth round, you've got a uh, you've got more than a puncher's chance of getting John Rom home, but can he stay strong for another two rounds? I trust him, Gabe. I think he's uh, the guy that people have overlooked this week, and I hate to say it, Ryan Palmer will fade, and I'm not sure Finau can close the door. He's never done in his career. All right, Gabe, time to citizens continues. Get on a grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Rents. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Uh, we've got our eye on the uh, cut board right now 
in the memorial. Uh, we're going to talk some UFC. I look forward to it, man. We crushed uh, the UFC on uh, Wednesday night, uh, sure although um, everybody that played the chalk uh, did for the most uh, part. 11-2. and two. Uh, The favorites went 11-2 and two on uh, Wednesday. What does that mean for uh, Saturday's card? Absolutely nothing. Uh, but Joey Odessa will step up and in and uh, try to give us um, give us some insight uh, here and help us. These are tricky cards on uh, Fight Island. There's more known fighters on the top end of this card, uh, but still, you still have your Russians and your Middle Eastern uh, fighters uh, on on the prelim. So we're going to break it down with Odessa. Mick Ossie's going to join us a little bit later on. We'll get into the uh, the AFL. Um, if you think uh, you've had a bad beat gambling over the last uh, couple of days, uh, your your luck is still better than uh, Yasil Puig's. Uh, is unbelievable story with Yasil Puig as you know. Basically, you know, we all thought that he had signed a deal with the Atlanta Braves, and yep. he came to terms with the Braves over the phone, like Zoom style. Like this is this is like the pandemic era. None of this would have happened, Cam, because he would have been at spring training and he would have signed in person normally. <laughs> so basically, they agreed. They were like, yeah, yeah, all right, like uh, you know. When you get here, you'll be, you know, you'll come to Atlanta, you know, you'll come and uh, we'll sign you. And well, he never officially became a Brave and he got coronavirus. He's not eligible now. He can't play for like a month. He's got to get like two negative tests. And the Braves are like, yeah, sorry, uh, deal's off. Yeah, like, what no a deal. screw job, Ken. Like, what, what kind of league are they running over there, anyways? I don't know. You're like, right. Like if you, imagine that if he could have flown and just got the pen to paper, it's a contract. And instead, sorry, Zoom calls will not. You bring in the legal team. No, Zoom, nah, it's not official. Sorry, Yasiel. It's not happening, buddy. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to have to find some other team to play for. Nobody. That's who. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I got to give baseball a lot of credit, though, Gabe. But other than that, and uh, Puig getting screwed, 0.05 percentage rate, only six tests out of many, many thousands. So, you know, you're under like 0.1 of a percent. That's pretty damn good. So we'll see what happens. It's a good positive. We've had a lot of negatives. We'll see. They're starting well. The question is, will they be able to maintain? All right, uh, Cam. I'm going to come at you here right now. Put your mm-hmm. boxing gloves on. No, I'm not, I'm not going to come at you, but I'm going to tell you, those stats are irrelevant. I see people patting themselves on the back for that. Oh, you see, that's why you can play football. This is why you can, oh, I see, a bunch of, uh, everybody starts saying this and that. The fact of the matter is, I didn't expect like every player to have coronavirus when they got tested. The test is, Cam, talk to me, talk to me like after 17 days, bro, of these guys mm-hmm. traveling around. Talk to me after three weeks of them traveling. They've all been isolated, right? Like baseball players have a lot to lose. They're professional athletes. They're not walking around in Walmarts without masks and stuff. We talked about the Tampa Bay Ray players. Nearly got into a fight. They were in a grocery store in Florida, and people called them pansies. And the Ray players were like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Exactly. Right? Because uh, they, they were wearing masks. But mm-hmm. the danger will come. Like, I didn't expect every player to show up and have coronavirus. I think baseball, uh, I, I, said this, I, I said this months ago. I said, baseball, sure, you could start April 1st. You could start on time. You you could have started your season. It would have fallen apart, but you could have started. Yep. <laughs> and it's the, the exact same thing now. Like I said, talk to me like about the tests and uh, about the positive cases after these guys start traveling around America and checking in and out of hotels 
uh, for the next well, two or three weeks, Kev. That's when I'll, that's when reality will start to kick in. Oh, and, I, and listen, I, I hope I'm wrong, that. but I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a ton of positive cases. No, I'm, I agree. And I, as I said in my statement, I say it's a good start, but they haven't they haven't done anything yet. I'm just saying 0.05 right now is good. You're right. They're in the isolation. And a lot of the guys, when they got coronavirus, it's due to pl- they get them in airports, planes, all the all the dead air that sits there. No, I get it, Marenzi. I'm just saying, hey, trying to look at something positive. There's been a lot of negatives with this stuff. But uh, yeah, you're right. In a couple of weeks, we'll get we'll get the numbers. And hopefully, uh, you know, it's only a couple of people so we can continue to play baseball and bet on more games. I just don't really understand this Yasil Puig uh, story about how, like, was he a brave or wasn't he a brave? Uh, you know, see, it seemed to me that that uh, he was, but Puig's deal with the Braves is off uh, following his positive test reports. Ken Rosenthal, I'm sort of share with my fans, friends, and family who follow me and who really support me. People like me. I'm a big Yasil Puig uh, fan. Um, <laughs> I have just been notified that I have tested positive for COVID-19. Prior to his positive test, it was unclear whether Puig was uh, ready to uh, even start um, the uh, the season. Uh, the Braves never reached a formal agreement with Puig, but mm. the two sides were in serious talks. Well, it's not what the media told us last week, Cam. They said yeah, that they he said, signed with the they, Braves, didn't yeah, they? The story that I did on my update <laughs> is they signed with Bill Puig. I know. That's a, so did he Did he sign or did he not sign? See, no. He lies. He, fake news. No, he's getting oh. screwed. That's what I'm saying. Oh. He never signed with them. <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> what a screw job. <laughs> I, that's ridiculous. He really is that's getting screwed. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, yeah. he can, he, you know. He can help a lot of major league get baseball teams. He needs I to agree. now. Not listen. He'll get signed. Now he just needs to. Um, he needs two negative tests uh, now moving forward. All right. So we've got a triple header of action uh, tonight uh, on the mm-hmm. MLS um, pitch tonight, and I had to do a double and triple take actually, Cam, because I get confused yes. easily the at the best of times. Yeah, but it's like, oh, is yeah. it 9 a.m., 9 p.m., 8 p.m.? Yeah. Every game is different now. Oh, 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 10.30. Oh, no, this one's at yeah. 9 in the morning. No, this one's canceled. So I'm looking. I'm like, all right. So if there's three games, it seemed to me that it would have made perfect sense to play one of them at 5. They should have like they should be playing one now, then one at 8 o'clock, and then one at 10.30. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Staggered. there's three games tonight. They're actually playing two games at the same time. Same time. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. You have a three-game schedule. You got 8, 8, and 10.30. <laughs> at least start one. I'm with you. Five might be a little bit early with the Orlando Heat, but can't we come up with a compromise of 6 or 6.30? Six. At least like 6? Yeah, 6 is a good number to me. 6, 8, 10.30. There we go. Staggered starts. Welcome to the MLS. I don't understand, Gabe. Like, you and I, I are running I, I got to be honest, too. I, don't, I just don't understand what these commissioners and leagues are doing half the time. You know Come me. On, guys. I'm pretty I'm pretty pro-athlete all the time, uh, Cam. But yeah. I'm a little tired of hearing these guys cry about the heat in Orlando, actually. Oh, yeah. but yeah, It's like, whatever, athlete. dude. You're a professional play. athlete. Yeah. It's hot. It's, mm-hmm. You play in the summer. Like, it. Oh, it's hot in Orlando. It's hot in New York City right now, too. You know it's where it's hot? hot? It's hot in Florida, where you're from. <laughs> like, like when Orlando is hot. It's hot. For Australian it's like, football. Yeah, whatever. It's hot. It's hot. Man. It's hot. What do you want? It's, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't know. Like, they start these games 9 in the morning, 6, 6 a.m. Pacific. It's a little ridiculous. Like, push it back a little bit. Jose Altidore, the guy hasn't even played. 
Um, I'm telling you, that's how good TFC is. They're, they're rolling. They oh, don't I even. They, their best they're player great. isn't even on on the pitch. Um, I know. But he was he was saying that it's too hot. That the nine the, he, they don't like the morning games. The players they like the night games better. Like so now that we you know we've seen the, the the tournament is settling in a little bit now. It's pretty much a consensus. The players like that the last game the best. They like 10:30? playing that ten thirty game. It's oh. it's the coolest weather at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little bit a little bit awkward. You know, teams aren't fully uh, used to it, but teams. I like. Uh, I was reading the teams that play at ten thirty at night or the night in the morning. They practice at that time cam for like three days in a row, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if they if all right, so their last game might have been at nine in the morning, and if they know they're playing at ten thirty at night, then. They change their practices until nighttime, right, to get accustomed. So there is actually a little bit of a sports science uh, behind to what they do. So I put in some work uh, today on this. I don't know if it'll pay off, uh, but we've come up with some numbers, uh, Cam, some trends, some past history as far as uh, the uh, the matchups tonight on the MLS uh, pitch. Uh, Joey Odessa is going to step up on it. We're going to get into the UFC, going to break it to down. We've been killing uh, the UFC over the last uh, couple of months. We uh, look mm-hmm. to keep it going. We'll see who Cam likes as far as uh, the weekend is concerned. We'll see what John Rahm's uh, odds are when it's all uh, said and done. We got a lot of picks uh, here on the program uh, today, including some AFL picks for the late-night Uh-oh. degenerate gamblers. Mick Ossie's going to step up and in. Game time decisions continues. Eagles and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. everybody, I'm Cam Stewart, the Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want the capping edge, get on the grid. Uh, the felony charge against Houston Texans wide out Kenny Stills has been dropped this afternoon. The charge came after Stills and others protested outside the home of Kentucky Attorney General to demand actions against the police officers involved in the death of Breonna Taylor. Washington owner Dan Snyder will not be forced to sell his franchise. This just in, the NFL responding to the Washington Post story in which 15 former Washington female employees said they were sexually harassed and or abused during their time with the club. The league says it's going to take action based on findings and discipline for the franchise could be forthcoming, but Snyder not forced to sell. The uh, Snyder and uh, former Bruce Pre- uh, President Bruce Allen were not accused of inappropriate behavior, but some women said the two were aware of b- abusive incidents. Washington employees were instructed to wear revealing clothes, flirt with clients to secure business deals, and many subjected to unwanted sexual advances. The women say the abuse stretched from 2006 to 2019. Cincinnati Bengals wideout A.J. Green signing the franchise tag. He'll be paid $18.2 mil this season for the Bengals. He's on track to hit free agency in 2021, but Green also said he wants to play four more years in his career and retire in Cincinnati. Since 2016, he's been ravaged by injuries, playing more than 10 games just once. Lakers forward Dwight Howard on the wrong side of the NBA snitch hotline. He was reported for not wearing a mask, but doesn't appear to be facing any disciplinary action. LA Clippers center Montrez Harrell leaving the bubble in Orlando to attend an emergency family member. The 26-year-old plans to return to the facility at a later date. MLB, latest COVID-19 testing numbers, positive sign. The league collected 10,548 samples with only six positive cases. That equates 
equates to 0.05%. Free agent outfielder Yasiel Puig won't be signing on with the Atlanta Braves after he tested positive for COVID-19. The Nationals announced they are clear to play games at Nationals Park during the upcoming season. The season opener between the Nats and Yankees takes place July 23rd on the Lynx Round 2 of the PGA's Memorial from Yearfield Village. Tony Finau and Ryan Palmer are addicted to birdies. He leads at minus nine. John Rahm one shot back. Tiger Woods four over today, plus three right on the cut line. It still stands at plus three with a few golfers still on the course. Tournament favorite Bryson DeChambeau took a 10 on a par five. He's five over and will miss the cut. In the NHL, Connor Hollebuck, Tuka Rask, and Andre Vasilevsky, they're the three finalists for the Vesna Trophy as the NHL's top goaltender. MLS pushing back the inaugural seasons of Charlotte, Sacramento, and St. Louis due to the pandemic. Charlotte will be there in 2022. St. Louis and Sacramento will play their MLS campaigns in 2023. The tournament back tonight, a pair at 8 o'clock. we got D.C. United taking on New England, Sporting Kansas City and Colorado, and 10.30, Real Salt Lake versus Minnesota. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. Now back to Gabe Moretzi on Game Time Decisions. Get- Game time decisions continues. I am a red so We're throwing it down with a raging Reddit. Cam Stewart. Um, we just uh, heard that uh, Sacramento's MLS team uh, will have to wait another year before they start uh, playing. And I hope the players in the MLS are aware that, you know what? It's pretty hot, man, in the summer in Sacramento. Um, and in fact, I actually um, knew a girl uh, once. Uh, she's very hot, um, you know, but she didn't go to Harvard. And uh, she told me a story about how she was in Sacramento and she was like walking a dog and the cops like pulled her over. They said like, what are you, an idiot? They're like, you know how hot this pavement is? Like they gave her a ticket. <laughs> like, she, didn't, she had no idea. Like, so it gets that hot in, Sa- in Sacramento. You can't walk your dog uh, on, on the sidewalk. So it's also hot uh, in Orlando, Florida. We were talking about that. Joey Odessa steps up in it uh, right now. We're talking Fight Island. Uh, this card, uh, they're coming at us fast and furious right now from Abu Dhabi. Joey Odessa, you can follow him on Twitter at MMA Odds, and he's also kicking ass podcast style that will give you information about uh, before we're done. Joey, always a pleasure. How you doing, Joey? What's up, T? What's up, Cam? I didn't know Cam was from Florida. Cam, <laughs> um, I thought you said that. No, he looks like he no, is. Not, He's no. red, but yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I get burned all the time. Not from Florida, though. No, no. Oh, no, I why? What? what, what? On, the pod, on the show, he was from Florida. My bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, what was I even talking about, Florida? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you said something about talk- Orlando. It can be from Orlando. That's what I thought I heard. Oh, oh, I no, said it was hot about in the Orlando. Soccer, how hot it is? Yeah, he said it's hot in Orlando. Yeah, real hot. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. All right. My bad. Horrible intro. Okay. Fine, Joey. Yeah, it is. It's like uh, it's like a fight started, Joey. Start started with a takedown. You're on your back now. You're working your way up on the fence here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I don't know how I heard it. I must have heard. I don't know. I thought I heard him say something about Cam being from Orlando, and I wondered why that never came up before since I'm down in that area. Yeah, well, you've known Cam for oh, years, too. Exactly. Uh, Cam's it's not... Yeah, yeah it's busy, cool. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm red, but yeah, no Orlando. Cam's not going back to Orlando ever again, but that's another story. Oh, no, I actually... All right, that's uh, a good point. <laughs> if we don't Let's get way, into it. Maybe you threw a jab at him about Orlando, and I thought that you said something about, you know... Well, I don't know. Let's just move on from Orlando now. I'm sorry I even mentioned the word Orlando. All right, let's just move on from All right, Orlando. introduce me again. Let's start over. 
All right, Joey Odessa, Fight Ireland. Let's get down to business. So we've What's got up? a rematch. Up, uh, Good to be here. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> we've got a we got a rematch, uh, Joey, with the main event, Figueredo and uh, and Benavides. The last time they fought, it ended up uh, in a knockout. Figueredo uh, ends up uh, victorious. He's more than a two to one favorite right now, minus two twenty five. Dude's eighteen and one. He's only ever lost to Formiga. Uh, before a couple of years ago, very impressive, very impressive uh, run uh, that he's been on. And you look at Benavides. I mean, I guess you could argue he might be one of the best fighters never actually to win a championship. Right when that that talk uh, comes up, and I don't know if he's able to win a championship here either. Uh, Joey, at thirty five years old, what do you make of this fight? Who do you like? I think Figueredo smokes him again. You know, the, the last fight, I mean, if you rewatch that last fight, he, uh, Figueredo almost, you know, he had a couple of arm bars, uh, you know, sub attempts in the first round. I thought, you know, the work Figueredo did was good enough to win the round. A lot of people thought Benavidez, you know, the commentators are always out in left field. They thought that uh, Benavidez won the first round. I thought that Figueredo won the first round. I thought that he was coming on stronger in the second round, which he did, and eventually knocked uh, Benavidez out. I mean, they bumped heads, but it wasn't like a, a knockout blow headbutt or anything like that, and that's because Benavides was charging in. He looked a little desperate, and Figueroa, you know, Figueroa planted him. You know, granted, Figueroa was a little bit overweight for that fight, which, you know, as far as, uh, you know, he couldn't win the title. So, I mean, it, I would think that that would be a little bit of a, a buzzkill for Figueroa, if anything. So now he made weight, and I think he's going to walk out of here with the championship. I think that Joe's a great fighter, but uh, but Figueroa, I mean, just came out so strong. He kind of, you know, he reminded me of Peter Yan last week. He just like walked right through things. You know, he kind of, you know, he took Benavides' shots, and he, he kept coming forward aggressive, and I think that, uh, you know, I think he's got Benavides' number. Yeah, you know what? Benavid is 35 years old, and Figueredo's 32, but Benavides is like an old 35. You know, the guy's been around forever. He's had his opportunities, and, you know, they're just sort of two dudes in different different times of their career, I think, Joey. Isn't the best way of putting it? In which you state, like, you know, Figueredo, everything's just coming together for him uh, right now. This is the best uh, that he's ever looked uh, in his career. He's on the verge of, uh, of making some money and getting a strap. And meanwhile, Benavides has been around uh, forever. This is his last chance at glory uh, for Benavides. Uh, but at 35 years old, not to mention, you know, he's been knocked out before uh, as well. I'm a big Benavides fan, but quite frankly, he's just, I don't you know, he's not championship caliber fighter, Joe. He's just one of those guys that can beat a lot of people, but he's not going to beat the champ. Yeah, I, you know, I I can't say that he'll never be a champ. This isn't Stefan Struve, but I, I think that uh, I think that Figueredo is just that much. You know, he's in the zone right now, and and you know, he's also got less miles on him. I mean, Figueredo's eighteen and one. Benavides, you got to figure four of, of those six losses went to decision, and that's uh, you know, it's five more like full bouts. You know, or how many full bouts? Like nine more full bouts or twelve? I'm not doing the math. Benavides has got what, like thirty five fights. To uh, Figueroa's eighteen or nineteen fights, he's just yeah. It's not like he's losing economy. either, Benavides. But it's not like he's yeah, losing. Benavides he's nine and two in his last eleven fights. What's that? He's nine and two in his last eleven fights. With a loss to Sergio Pettis, I mean, 
you know, and, and against guys that have be, been beat. I mean, Dustin Ortiz has never been top caliber, I don't think. He, you know, he's kind of a spoiler. I mean, how many losses did Ortiz have on his record when they fought? They brought him back, you know, they brought Benavides back nice there. I mean, he, what, uh, Dustin Ortiz is only like a 60, what, actually he's probably about a 70% fighter. He's got eight losses. I, I just, again, Figueredo's fresher, Benavides too many miles long in the tooth. Um, you know, might even be overtrained. I think that uh, Figueredo's going to beat him again. Uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I will, I'll lay the number uh, with this, uh, this fight. All right, this next one, uh, it's basically a pick em. And I'm seeing Gasolum. FanDuel has Gasolum as a favorite, actually minus one sixteen to um, to uh, to Hermanson's minus one oh two. You know, another another fighter, Gasolum, in which you know he was heavily hyped uh, years ago, but quite frankly, just really hasn't lived up uh, to that hype. Two and two in his last uh, four fights, two consecutive losses, albeit to tough fighters. Right? Like you can't, we can't uh, take. You know, we can't. Uh, we can't not talk about the fact that, you know, Darren Till's a badass. Adesanya, that, you know, that speaks for itself. And that went a decision. He beat Jacare before that. But really, like, if you look at the track record of Gasolum's wins, Joey, all right, Jacare's, you know, Jacare's, like, what, basically 41 years old or something uh, at this point? Man, Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping's an announcer now. Um yep. Tim Kennedy's well, like uh, a nut job on Twitter now. Yeah, Johnny Hendricks. I'm just saying there's a real pattern of Gastelum beating up old dudes or guys that are about to retire. <laughs> Yeah, no, Gasolum got that fight against uh, Bisping after uh, Bisping lost to St. Pierre. It was like a three-week difference, you know. So Bisping hit pay dirt with GSP, you know, in that loss. He probably got paid pretty good. Turns around on, you know, fast fast return. So, you know, you don't put a lot of stock into that win. Souza, Jacare, I mean, Jacare's seen better days. I mean, he's tough on any night. But, you know, at 185, I don't, I don't think uh, 185 really suits Gastelum. I mean, he was kicking ass at, at you know, at 170. His only loss is what he lost to Magni and Woodley. You know, he had some good wins down there, bullied a lot of guys around. His wrestling was effective. But but you know what? He's fighting Jack Hermanson here, and, and Hermanson's not a world beater. I mean, he looked horrible in his no. last fight, I thought. Um, you know, he, who did he lose to last? He lost to uh, Jared Conier. I, I don't know. I And and he also beat Jacare. You know, he, uh, Hermanson beat Jacare, uh, pretty much dominated him, if I recall, uh, that David Branch. So I think it's, a, you know, it's kind of a fight that, Two guys, that, you know, kind of at the crossroads. You know, if you put a gun on my head, I would. Gosh, I, I want to like <laughs> Gastelum in this fight. I want to. Uh, you know, I don't know where his head's at. You know, he said he had some problems in the past. That you know, he had some excuses for his past. You know, his losses said he wasn't in the right place. And and Hermanson really did look kind of bad against uh, Jared Conier. So I don't know if I had to put a gun on my head, I'd probably bet Gastelum, but. It's not a fight. I, I'm not betting this fight. I'm trying as best I can not to. Joey's uh, showing some uh, some discipline. discipline. What about the? Yes, uh, I'm going to be looking at the over of this fight. Actually, um, you know, Gasolum's last three fights have gone the distance. I don't know if either guy's going to finish either guy here through 15 minutes. I think over two and a half rounds uh, could be worth a look. All right, let's let's keep uh, Jay, Cam. You have you want to be the. Uh, you, you want to jump in on that fight? Gut instinct between Gasolum and what? Jack Hermanson? 
I, I, I got to go with uh, in my just my gut tells me Gastelum, but uh, we're, we're I, I got gas. Like I don't I, I don't want I don't want to die. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's a bad feeling. I want to talk about Askarov and is it Pantoya? Is that how you pronounce it there, uh, Joey? That uh, that fight. Who do you like there? Yeah, uh, uh, Pantoja. I like Pantoja. It's a good fight. That other kid, that Dagestani kid, eleven zero and one, hasn't lost yet. But I think you know, I think there's levels to this, and I think Pantoja is just on a higher level. You know, he's he's a badass. What is he? Twenty two and four. I think Pantoja's just got too much experience for him. All right, we'll get into uh, we'll get into the rest of the card. We'll see who Joey likes uh, on this card. I agree as far as the main event uh, is concerned. The price is probably going to go up as well, guys. I mean, there were minus 210s out there earlier in Dan. Seeing 225s pop up right now on the favor. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Arendtia throwing it down to Ranger Redhead Cavs. Stuart McAussey will join us a little bit later on. Joey Odessa uh, joining us uh, right now. We're talking about UFC Fight Night um, from Fight Island. Uh, UFC Fight Night 1. I've seen it called UFC Fight Night 172. And I've also seen it called uh, UFC on ESPN 30. I just go with Fight Night. It's, uh, it's a hell of a lot oh, easier. Yeah. So, yeah, Fight Night 172. Figueredo versus Benavides too. Uh, so we talked about uh, the main event already. The first time that they fought, Figueredo knocked him out uh, in the second round. I was talking about how um, earlier I was saying, if you like the favorite in this fight, I think you should bet it now because I think the number is going to go up. If you like the underdog, if you like Benavides, it means wait. Uh, because with more casual people betting uh, mixed martial arts, remember, Joey, we talked about this. When the pandemic started, I was curious. You and I remember we talked about. We were curious to see how do the how does the general public, how do average general sports fans bet mixed martial arts that haven't really bet it before? And I don't, I think the evidence is in. They hammer the favorites <laughs> in the main events. <laughs> like the the numbers always climb uh, with the favorites in the main events because they just figure you know they don't really know much. So they're on it. I mean, this guy must be good if he's minus three hundred. He must be good if he's minus two eighty, etc. But I do think the numbers going to go uh, up. You listen, you're the numbers expert. You're the odds maker. Do you agree with that, Joey? That it's probably going to close at like minus two forty or something uh, for Figueredo. If they don't get, you know, if they don't get caught speeding early, you know, guys, once they get stuck early, pretty good. You know, if, if guys are stuck laying that chalk early, they're going to turn around and, and they don't want to get stuck. You know, some guys have the mentality of, oh, well, what's the difference if I'm stuck five or 10,000? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't That's know. I, I saw the preview show. I did quick. Cam doesn't, Cam doesn't get did. concerned. Cam doesn't get concerned till he's down about 30, 40. So by the way, hey Cam, when you're about <laughs> down forty dimes, that's when you start yeah, to panic. That's when, I, that's when I start to sweat, Marenzi. You got it. I, you know, I was once down ten dimes on a Saturday afternoon betting, and I tried yeah, to keep my yeah. cool. 
And I'm not going to lie, hard. when it got to 23,000, that's when I started shaking. I was yes. sort of like, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> like, like honestly, I was there. patting it's myself like on the back. I was like, I was like, man, you're pretty calm considering this lost $12,000. I was like, I'll get it back. I'm talking to myself in my head. I'm like, I'll get it back tonight. I'll get it back. By the end of the night, I'm down 23K. I was like, oh, God. I actually want to throw up right now just thinking about it. I'm actually like, I got a pit exactly. in my stomach. Sorry, Joe. I just get that off my right. chest. Oh, gam- gambling hangover? Worst feeling ever. I'd rather get beat to a pulp. Yeah, like, listen, I lost $155, like, draw the other night in soccer, and I was mad. But I didn't have that, like, that pit. You know, you know what I mean, Joey? Yeah. Like, that sort of pit, that emptiness. And you're like, oh, my God, like, what just uh, happened? I'm, like, you know, I, I had that after the Super Bowl when I lost 18000 I sort of had that, you know, you get that distant stare, and you're like, your life sort of starts to flash in front of your eyes and stuff like that. You start to think, you're like, man, I made a lot of bad decisions in my life, haven't I? <laughs> it's, there's no worse feeling, is there, Odessa? Well, no, I, I, you know, I could say, you know, I'll give the advice that I, I gave when I, you know, years ago when a guy was stuck like 10 and he said, you know, he's like, well, what should I do? I said, well, Jesus, I said, you, do you, you know, on a Sunday, I said, do you have a choice? You can't pay 10, so what's the difference between 10, 15, or 20? You know, fire, get out of the hole, dude. You know, but that's the wrong advice. You know, I should have told him to pull up and make a payment plan. Yeah, you know, I thought that's where I was going. I thought <laughs> you were going to say, if you can't afford 10,000, what are you betting for? I like what you said. Wow. He cares about 20. And that's my dude. We got to get to the pitch, yeah. but I've been so there. This is years ago. I got a call, basically. It was like on a Tuesday. And they were like, uh, they were like, you know what? You're down 13. And um, I, you know, I was allowed to go to 20. And it was like, you're down 13. And um, yeah, we must meet at the end of the week. It was like one of those type of deals. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the exact same thing, Joey, the exact same thought process, bro. You and I think the same. I was like, wow. I'm already screwed. So, like, what difference does it make if I'm screwed for 13 or 20? I don't have either of them, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I literally laid seven down on one game. I was like, I'm going all in. I put I put the seven in. It was like a legendary story with Jerry Tarkanian coaching at Fresno State. I actually reversed it, and I went on, like, the hottest tear. I won, like, 26000 bucks in, like, over the next three days. It was right out of a movie, but... Let's win some money tomorrow at FanDuel. Nobody wants to hear those phone lectures either when they're trying to get out of the hole and the guy on the other end's like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, you're getting a little deep here. I mean, you don't want to <laughs> yeah, hear yeah. that. I mean, that just makes you want to fire more. Gives you a case of the yeah, ass. Yeah, I mean. you, you hate the text message. It also Joey puts the pressure said, on. Da, da, da. Exactly. Yeah, the guy gives you like the old text message, did it total my way, and it just makes your blood even boil even more. You didn't have to throw that there. I know what the total is. Little psychological games these guys play. Yeah, it pisses me off. All right, so I'm going to go with the over two and a half for the Gastelum and uh, and Hermanson. Let's get into uh, Raphael, uh, Fiziev, and uh, Diakis here. What's What's your take on this one, Joey? Uh, you know, if I had it gone to my head, I, I'd bet uh, Diakis, the, uh, the favorite there. He's a favorite, right? 
Yeah, I would bet, I would bet him. I, I don't love him. The other kids from what, Kazakhstan or whatever, I think uh, I'm not betting this fight. I think uh, Diakasi at, at a low price, $1.40, $1.50 probably gets there, but this is a close fight. You know, this, this is one of those really, I mean, it's a real close fight. It's just much it's better. It's minus one seventy. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah. This Diakasi, he beat uh, he beat Duffy, who's on the undercard. He beat that Lando Veneta, who I don't think too much of. You know, I just uh, I, I just think that uh, Diakasi will, will you know win on the cards. I, it's a tough fight. It's tough to bet against Vizayev, uh but I, I just I think Diakasi is going to squeeze one out here. All right, so uh, we can't get to every uh, fight uh, on the card. We're gonna we're gonna recap more tonight on Sports Rage uh, late night. You know, uh, that, but what are you looking at? Jan, yeah, that Fizayev trains with that Jan that uh, that won last week. Just for whatever that's worth. What am I looking at? Uh, Pan, well, I think Pantoja gets there. Uh, you want me to run down what I'm looking at or what I like? Yes, sir. What? A- Oh, silence. That's why we have that's that's there. that's why we invited John. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just making sure, you know, I just don't want to <laughs> steer you wrong here. I think Pantoja, you know, I I figure Rado's going to win. Pantoja's going to win. <clears throat> uh, I see some sharp money on this Carolina against Lipsky. I kind of, you know, I kind of cooled my jets to women's fights after <clears throat> after the 100 cent move on Molly McCann on Wednesday. It just, you know, yeah. kicked me right in the groin. Me that too. was, uh, you know, Wednesday wasn't a good card for me. Um, yeah, that fight didn't take long. Go down. Uh, you know, I tell you what, uh, the fight I'm looking forward to, and, and I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with, is this Alvarez and Duffy. I think this Spanish kid, I, you know, I, I liked him in his first couple fights. I think he's tough. I might, I think that he's going to be there in the third round. He might be able to, you know, he might be able to pull this thing out against Duffy. I don't think Duffy belongs, you know, minus 365 against anybody. Um, you know, the money, he, he got bet too. He was minus 300. He's up to like minus 350. Uh, I think Montel Jackson will win. I, I just, again, know laying that price is tough. He's about, what is he, like uh, minus 200 now. He was minus 295, but I think Montel Jackson will get it done. Um, but the guy who I really like on this card, that, you know, that I, I've been riding with, is this uh, the kid fighting Davi Ramos. Uh, Armand oh, Tanzarian. Yeah, Armin Tanzarian, Mr. Skinner's uh, alter ego. What's that? <laughs> In The Simpsons, Armin Tanzarian. What? That's that's Seymour Skinner. He's fighting. Yeah, Obama. this is Armin uh, Tsitsikarian. <laughs> yeah, it's close to Tanzarian. <laughs> it is close. It's, it's, well, Armin is tough, man. Armin was that junior world champ. He's young. He, he had a real tough fight against, uh, what's his name, Makolaev, uh, Islam Makolaev. On uh, back, I guess it was in April of 2019. Who uh, who Davi Ramos also lost to. Davi Ramos got just pummeled by him, though. Um, you know, he landed like nothing. I, I think that Davi Ramos is tough. He's going to blitz his kid and try to maybe try to rattle him because he's young and he's you know he's fairly new to the UFC. He's what he's like 14 and two, or yeah, I think he's 14 and two. Armin is, but I think Armin's going to win this fight. I think he's you know I think his grappling was really really impressive in his first fight, even in defeat. And a lot of times I don't like you know 
rebet guys that have lost, you know, coming off a loss like that. But uh, but he, he put it, he got in the win column the last time out. He's about two to one this time against Davi Ramos. I think he'll beat Davi Ramos. In fact, I think Armin, you know, was impressive on the feet, you know, with his punches. I, I think that uh, he's a much better striker than Ramos. Ramos is going to blitz him, be aggressive, and again try to rattle him. But I think Armin's going to beat him and. You know, I was concerned at the beginning of these fight island cards about some of these Brazilians getting decisions. And so far, the only Brazilian I really saw get it taken to was uh, that Dos Santos against, um, what was it, Mikolaev or whatever his name was. Um, so that was a tough spot. But I think Armin's going to get a decision here. And uh, in the opening bout, you know, I took, a, I took a shot with this Felipe, Carlos Felipe. He's 8-0. And he uh, he's 25 years old. He got suspended in 2017. He got suspended for two years for a violation of uh, of the drug testing policy for some performance enhancer. You know, it wasn't a street drug. It was a performance enhancer. He's fighting this Sergey Spivak, the kid from Moldova, who, man, he just, man, I, I don't know. He stinks. I mean, Tibera beat him up. Uh, he did beat that to a tie to a visa, but I don't put a lot of stock into that. I think that this Felipe is going to be a monster for probably five minutes. You know, five, maybe a little bit longer. But I think that I, I, I don't think much of Sergey Spivak. He's another like he's a poor man, Stevan Struve, if you want to put it that way. A real poor man, Struve. Like poor, poor Gabe. Man, you just can't resist. I huh? like bringing Struve up every time, huh? Oh yeah, he likes every week, Struve. Odessa. <laughs> you like, well, it's an inside. Yeah, he likes win a title. <laughs> hey, listen, how did how's your boy Volante doing? <laughs> oh man, he was I winning that, that fight was, um, too. I mean, if there was any boy on his card to compare to yeah, Volante, yeah. I know you would have shoved that down my throat. <laughs> I have it. I'm trying to move on, but no, no, like I'm gonna have to. <laughs> My boy, I said Struve will fight for a title. On this card. <laughs> yeah, if, I swear he, he's, he was robbed if he didn't have that heart condition. Now, Struve's terrible. Uh, he is. I, you know what? We need Struve. Now Now that your boy is a heavyweight, we need to fight to happen, Odessa. We'll promote it ourselves if we have to. My boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos Felipe's his <laughs> name is Boy. B O I is that Boy? Boy? I guess that's what Boy would be, right? I don't know what it means in Portuguese. B O I. I know he's plus one fifty. I, 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 I'm invested <laughs> on a bum. And I don't know what it means. Cam, you're you're flowing in Portuguese. What's Boy mean? B O I. I got. Yeah, I, I used to fluid. live with a Portuguese guy, but uh, I don't know any Portuguese. No. <laughs> Cam Warren Cam, Cam, right? Yeah, Cam, Cam, don't speak the Portuguese. Go to high school in Orlando, Joey. We get a stick. You know what's funny, actually? People, people at the Meadowlands used to think Cam was in Denver. They're like, "Hey, how's your how's your buddy in Denver doing tonight?" And I was like, "I, I, I tell him he's not in Denver, but you know what I mean. I guess so. What? Why not? Sure. Joey Odessa, great stuff, Joey. Follow the money. The podcast uh, continues to tear it up." Rip it up. Joey, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Take care, Joey. There's uh, Joey Odessa with us. Yeah, he does it with with Bradshaw, with with the coach, the Philly Godfather. (laughs) It's quite the crew. Uh, It's quite the crew that they have. Follow the Money, very popular uh, podcast. Thanks to uh, Joey Odessa. Uh, for joining us. All right, we're going to get into the MLS uh, games. We've got a triple header tonight and some NASCAR.
Time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're into the two-minute warning uh, of the first hour of the program. Thanks to Joey Odessa uh, for joining us uh, from uh, Orlando, uh, Florida. And uh, that was interesting with Odessa. He was like on a little weird sort of like uh, somewhat of a delay uh, as well. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I don't know why, where, why Joey thought. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. But uh, it is it is what it is. Um, let's get to the, uh, the golf odds uh, right now. Get you an update and see uh, John Rahm, who can't pick to win the tournament, is actually plus plus two fifty uh, right now. Tony Finau is plus three eighty. Tony Finau as as he's all you know, he's in the mix in these tournaments, and it's hard. He doesn't close them out, so it's hard to have oh. faith uh, in Finau right now. Uh, plus three eighty. Gary Woodland, player that I actually thought was a dark horse coming into this, is ten to one right now. Ryan Palmer ten to one. Cantlay twelve to one. Justin Thomas, uh, fourteen to one. Victor Hovland, incredibly consistent player. Uh, Victor Hovland now sixteen to one. Jason Day, somebody you liked, is eighteen to yep. one right now. He made a move, Big and then there's a little bit of a drop off to Spieth at twenty-two to one. As I say, Gabe, yesterday you could have got Justin Thomas at forty-five to one. That's how you attack golf. You take a guy that had a bad first round is still a good golfer. Guys, you know, Woodland played well. Those are guys that you that you look for. Guys that have won a major, not afraid to be in the mix. Tony Finau, you'd have to give me about 8-1 to one before I even considered it, even though he's right there. Uh, it's not a lot of shot. Cantlay, you're getting the same numbers he started the tournament. He's five back. You have two rounds of golf. He's a guy that I like. I like Cantlay at 12 and Justin Thomas. Those are the guys I'd bet. And you said it. Watch out for Jason Day. This is his home course. He plays at Jack's course all the time, and he looks very, very strong right now. Had a beautiful round to get right back in this thing. Yeah, I look forward to I look forward to the major season actually in a couple of weeks when this stuff actually really uh really counts. Uh as it is right now, Ryan Palmer, nine under. Finau is also nine under. They're tied for first place. John Robb's right there at eight under. What did you get, Rob? What was wrong? 18 to 1. We'll hit this on the other side. Game time decisions continues. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 